This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Singaporeans consume, on average, two times the level of sodium recommended by the World Health Organization. Along with the growing sodium intake, there is a rising prevalence of hypertension, a major risk factor for stroke and cardiovascular diseases. In a new initiative announced today, Singapore aims to reduce sodium intake by about 15% over five years. One of the strategies is encouraging the use of lower sodium salt in place of regular salt and working with retailers to make these substitutes more affordable. A new lower sodium salt product, K-Salt, will be available progressively at some supermarket chains such as NTUC Fairprice and Sheng Xiong from early October onwards. And joining us now to discuss the war on salt is Rahayu Mazam, Senior Parliamentary Secretary for Health. Thanks for joining us today, Rahayu. So who is this message targeted at? Is it the hawkers, the home cooks, or basically anyone who dines out a lot or consumes a lot of takeaways? Thanks, Suan, for the question. And thank you for having me here. Actually, this message is for everyone because as Singaporeans, we have a very high sodium intake and it's a cause for concern. On average, Singaporeans consume 3,600 milligrams of sodium a day, and that is close to two teaspoons of salt a day. This is almost two times the recommendations by WHO, and, and that is something that's worrying because high consumption of salt actually leads to um, uh, hypertension, which actually causes stroke and cardiovascular diseases. So this is of concern to us. Um, when we talk about actually sending this message, and when I say it's a message for everyone, because we all consume food, you know, in, in various forms. We cook our own food, we cook our own meals, sometimes we get takeouts, sometimes we eat in a restaurant. So everyone in that whole ecosystem plays a part and a role in actually managing this issue and um, helping to see if we can all do our part in reducing sodium consumption in our meals. And that's something that I hope we can share with everyone and have people play a role in strengthening this message to the community. So considering how much sodium we're taking now, cutting sodium intake by just 15% over five years sounds like quite a small reduction to me. Do you expect this to translate into significantly fewer cases of hypertension or how much impact do you think the strategy will have? Actually, it's when in um, coming up with this benchmark or target, we look at two things. Firstly, it's um, the benchmarking against international precedents because the other countries have done this. And um, from our observation, those countries that have documented success of around 13 to 22% of reduction in the population um, took about six, 8 to 10 years. And so relatively, our target of 15% over five years is actually a very reasonable target. And there's actually a lot of clinical and population studies that show that actually incremental reduction of sodium significantly reduces um, blood pressure and mitigates age-related issue in um, blood pressure. And this is regardless of the individual's baseline sodium intake. So in other words, just reducing it already has significant population health benefits. Um, uh, for example, there's a multi-country study published by the World Health Organization in 2007, which included Asian countries like China, Indonesia, and Thailand. And it was found that 15% reduction in mean sodium intake reduces the risk of death from cardiovascular diseases by 7%. And in a local study by NUS Saw Sweehawk School of Public Health, the reduction of salt intake by 2 grams or one-third of a teaspoon 
per day has been projected to lead to a substantial number of disability-adjusted life years or dailies, but that amounting to 4,000 dailies annually. So one daily represents the loss of one year of healthy life. So there are significant um, improvements in just actually reducing it incrementally. Of course, we all want to do better, and that's something that we will continue to work on. But realistically, you know, we have to start somewhere, and we want to have a target that is reasonable and practical, and giving time for us to build the ecosystem to reach this meaningful goal. That sounds like a very reasonable target to me. And it's also very hopeful to know that even just a small change can have such a significant impact on our health. But, you know, Singaporeans have been encouraged to cut down on sugar, and now we want them to cut down on salt as well. How do you convince us as a nation whose favourite pastime is eating that this is the right thing to do? What are some challenges that you predict we might face? Yes, indeed. So, and that's a challenge because as Singaporeans, we love our food, we're proud of it. We are, our favourite person is eating. But eating healthily and cutting down on sugar or salt should not or need not lessen our enjoyment in any way. In fact, dishes cooked using lower sodium salt does not compromise taste. And this is something that I can confirm with you because I've also had done, I've recently done a blind test taste with Minister Ong. And you really can't tell the difference between food that is cooked with uh, low sodium salt. And now we are actually working towards creating a variety of these options. There are many healthier choice products and dishes in the market that are lower in sugar and salt and are still flavorful. So we will continue with this um, public education efforts to raise awareness on the effects of um, high salt intake and educate the public on available lower sodium options. Um, in a way, we are creating an ecosystem where it's easier for people to have access to healthier choices that um, they are informed when they go out to choose their food, lower sodium identifiers at FMB stalls, and um, also lower in salt um, health, healthier choice symbols that are in the packaging of ingredients. All these will go towards creating um, awareness and allowing people to be more informed about the decisions they make on their food. Honestly, all change is going to come with a bit of difficulty. Uh, people are going to have some trouble adjusting, but that's why we're encouraging incremental change. And, you know, taste buds change. Over time, when we start encouraging eating something that's less salty, less um, with less sugar, you would realise, and anecdotally you would notice, people will say, yeah, um, you know, over time, I don't think that I need sugar anymore. So at the end of the day, we need to remember, this is for the health of Singaporeans. We are looking at making small changes that we can continue to inculcate in our day-to-day -day living, change um, people's habits to have healthier lifestyle, change, to have healthier habits. You know, when they have healthier lifestyle, they do better health, you know, wise. And that means that we can all work towards the generation of Singaporeans that's healthy and are able to, you know, seize opportunities in the day. So I hope that's something Singaporeans will work together with us on. And I'm sure we can all achieve this goal if we work together. And having tried the low-sodium salt options myself, I must say you're absolutely right, I barely tasted the difference. Thank you so much for the encouraging words, Rahayu. This has been Rahayu Mazam, Senior Parliamentary Secretary for Health. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app.
That's A-W-E-D-I-O.